live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. T.J. Drake, back with you on The Ref, all across the state of Oklahoma. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Got my days right, Drake. Great Thursday out there. As uh, two more days with Drake and I, and then the man, the myth, the legend, Toby Rowland, will return from his Griswold vacation with uh, lots of uh, wonderful stories, I'm sure, of majestic creatures that he's seen, um... Beautiful surroundings and uh, all the other things that uh, he'll be talking about. Um, Drake and I have been talking about Big 12 Media Days. Bob Bowlesby, you know, someone else uh, texted earlier and uh, was reminding me about when Bowlesby last year at Big 12 Media Days uh, when was getting asked about all the 11 a.m. kickoffs and Oklahoma being in 11 a.m. kickoffs and him saying, well, they signed the contract which didn't sit too well with uh, Josie and some others in the way that uh, he kind of uh, threw it out there that, well, too bad. It's what it is. They signed the contract. Get over it. Get over it. He also said uh, that was like a week before. uh, It's like, uh, I don't lose any sleep over conference realignment. Yeah, it's not not anything we worry about. We're all solid and strong here. I think it was eight days later. Seven or eight days later, after Big Twelve media days, is when it when it dropped on him. He uh, even mentioned something yesterday about uh, don't ask me about any of that stuff. That was the thing. He seemed to be in the closet on a lot of things that may have been going on around him. That probably led to a little bit of in the dark. Uh, in the dark, just in the closet. <laughs> he, yeah. he may have been in the closet too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um. So. Brent uh, Venables will kick things off today. He'll be the uh, first coach up at the podium today, 10.35 this morning. So it'll get started a little bit later today with, um, without Bowles being Yormark and all those guys with the Big 12 uh, addressing the media and everything. So Brent will kick things off at 10.35 this morning, and I'm sure Plank and them will bring you all of that coming up later this morning. Um, big brother last night, Drake. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, we're going to talk Big Brother here. So if you've got it on the old DVR, you may want to turn down your radio for just a minute. You text me last night with something that I was sitting there like, 
Questioning yourself? Yeah, I was about to like rewind the show some, and I'm like, I almost said that too. I know what I heard. I know, um, Paloma, Paloma and the rest of the girls sitting in the room got caught whispering about their alliance that they've already built, the girls' girls, and they basically said to Taylor, "Hey, if you got a, uh, you got any info, info on on the boys, because we're worried about it. We're forming this group. We're going to be against the guys." And they said, and. In particular, the four guys that are have knots this week. They've felt that she's been with the guys all along. They don't like her, but that was like simply them, because she was. That was them uh, extending them, yeah. the olive branch and saying maybe we can pull her in and she'll be our spy. Yeah, and then she's like, "Nah, I'm not down with all that. It's too Which, early in the game." Well, here is the thing: is one thing that she was right about, but also wrong about at the same time. Is that, you know, we've seen, I had kind of alluded to this the other day, I think it was Monday, of that this is something that gets attempted about every other year in Big Brother to where there's an all-female alliance yes. at the beginning of the show. Right. And it usually falls apart within the first week or two. And most big alliances when they're a group of five or six, seven people yes. fall apart when they're formed that early uh, in the game. Aside from the cookout last year. Yes. And they basically tried to do this again this last year, and they basically did it without Nicole, without Taylor, uh, or, or earlier this week, I should say. And it was very early on. It was one of those things that right away you saw how it is that, uh, in particular, Paloma and Alyssa were talking about uh, Taylor and uh, we'll calling her pageant girl and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and that they were uncomfortable with uh, her in general, and there was some jealousy there, and it was basically like watching middle school girls uh, <laughs> talk plotting on the pretty girl in class. Paloma that they don't is a mean get along girl. With. Yes, I, she it, is. It, that is very much yeah uh, in your face, and it's very recognizable. She early is on in this Rachel show. McAdams in this. Yes. Yeah. But they tell her all this stuff, so she goes to the guys that she has a relationship yeah. with and says, hey, I think they're worried about strong guys and, and guys teaming up in this game, mm -hmm. which is exactly what they told her. And then Paloma, who you know she's a mean girl, when she is a good liar. And she sold Very it good. to uh, Monty and I can't remember the other guy's name, Joseph. the lawyer. Yeah, Joseph. She sold it to them to where they're like... <laughs> 100% she's legit. We could tell right away. Uh, she she bared her soul in front of me, and there's no way that she, like, really? Like, you've known this person for, like, five days. How do you know that she bared her soul to you? <laughs> right. Like, stop. Like, that's the thing. And it's very easy on the outside looking in to be like, yeah, uh, it's obvious you're lying. But at, also at the same time, I was doubting like what I had watched previously <laughs> yes. within the hour. You I was were, like, you were convinced you saw something different too. Like I had texted you. I was like, am I crazy? Or is there nothing that Taylor lied about here? And of course she didn't No. And Paloma makes her public enemy number one, which I mean, that's part of playing big brother. That's it something is. that happens every single season to where something that you say gets leaked out, and there's about a 50-50 shot. And it comes down to how good it is you are at BSing people of when it comes out, either you're going to be on the outs with the house or you're going to be able to flip it on the other person that tried to uh, out you on. We'll this. see what happens before the vote. 
I think there's a chance she makes a lot of people recognize that she was not lying and that's Paloma and that she's coming too strong too early. Yeah. Um, because, oh, what's the chef's name? Nicole? I'm still learning yes. names. Nicole's kind of on to her Well, already. she was like, yeah, which she was like, worst case scenario, this sounds like uh, playing telephone gone wrong right. by people. Yeah, so I think she's on to her, and I think there's a chance that uh, Terrence ends up being the one going home because they recognize what's happened here, or it backfires on them with whatever this twist is. I well, think the twist is going to be, so America saves someone from the backstage. I think Pooch is going to have the ability to replace a nominee with one of the other two girls yeah. is what it is. I think that's going to be the twist. It, that might be it. That's actually and I don't think a pretty good prediction. I don't think he'll make that move. He's not going to rock the house that way on week one and well, take her down. He, he, if, if unless they all recognize it and want it, to, and it's Paloma, and Paloma that they want, up. yeah. Right. So that could all happen, which would be really cool. Which would be it, it would funny. be it would be funny. Which I mean, it it's uh, yeah. All right. That's uh, I don't think anything else really stood out to me last night. The. Uh, had a household challenge, didn't really stand out to me. No other conversations really did that I'm thinking of. I mean, power of veto. I mean, the power of veto, yeah. Um, the Terrence guy, I will say, seems like a cool guy. We he discussed does. We discussed the other day about how stupid he was for not going up there and talking to him, and, and he was going to get nominated because of that reason. I, I don't get it either, because you can tell he knows how to communicate and talk to younger people. Like I said, he's got college-age kids. He works in a club and is a DJ for, you know, a karaoke DJ. And you can see that in him in the way that he handles and talks to people when he actually does talk to them. So I hope he doesn't end up, you know, being the one that gets out of here. Because I think for an older guy, he's actually got a chance to stick around a while compared to some people in the past. He's definitely the token older guy that, I mean, we've seen it time and time again to where they get voted out right away unless they're evil dick oh yeah then they win it all yep um sorry there's your uh big uh big brother talk for the day uh we already received a text drake here uh what does that say talking about big brother is like talking about golf for 24 hours two hours um for two hours wow Um, that's a veiled shot at a show that we have on saturdays now how about that is that oh that's what that is oh goodness uh, well, that's why I took it. <laughs> clue you in on a little bit of something with the T row in the morning show. How many years has Big Brother been on television? Uh, twenty years. Yeah, twenty-one years. Yeah. So longer than a little longer than Toby and I have been doing the show. Toby and I have been talking Big Brother and Drake as a part of that when he's in with us since we've been doing this show together, and it will not stop. We love Big Brother. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a terrible, goofy show. Oh, it's awful. But we love it. It is trashy TV. We love it, and it, it falls at the perfect time of the year. If this show aired from September to May like a normal uh, fall and spring television show, probably wouldn't talk about it. It There are only a few shows that are lower on the rung to me as far as trash TV yeah. than Big Brother. Those include, like, The Real Housewives. Don't watch that. Uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Don't watch that. And Love Island. Yeah, Bachelor you could probably throw in there. Yeah. Uh, Love Island. (laughs) But we love Big Brother, and we love talking about it. 
You usually get it for a segment or so a couple of times a week. Calm down. And, uh, by the way, you can hear the Gimme Zone every Saturday from uh, 10 to noon right here on The Ref with awesome guys that do yeah, a great job talking talk golf. They'll have plenty to talk about. They'll have plenty to talk about with the Open Championship with the Open this Championship. Um, you must have hated yesterday's show then because we briefly mentioned Big Brother, and then the rest of the time all we did was give away golfers. Uh, to the point that um, I didn't even podcast yesterday's show. I'm like, this was just me and Drake giving away golfers for three hours. Yeah. I heard that conversation. Connor had asked. Connor asked. He goes, hey, I saw you didn't put up the show. You want me to do it for you? I'm like, no. thanks for offering, but uh, no. It was three hours of thanks, just giving away no golfers. Thanks. So I didn't even podcast it. So there you go. There's your Big Brother talk for the day. We may, something may spark us later, and we may go into more conversation of Big Brother. We will tomorrow, because guess what? There's another Big Brother episode tonight. We don't even have to wait that long. Somebody's going home tonight. Somebody's going home tonight. Boy, we may spend two segments on it tomorrow with the first eviction of the year. Um, Hopefully there's enough fireworks that we're able to spend. Maybe three segments. We may dedicate the whole 7 a.m. hour to Big Brother tomorrow. That's nah, not happening. Don't have to worry about that. <laughs> we'll take a timeout. TJ and Drake back after this. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row in the Morning Show. So who's really to blame? You know? Terry Saxon and Saxon Realty Group bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Drake Dyke and TJ Perry here with you. Uh, Terry Saxon, he can help save you thousands with the listing of your home with his one-time $8.99 listing fee that he and his wife, Jackie, have at Saxon Realty Group. Give him a call at 405-361-3380. Visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Take a few minutes out of your day. See how it is that they can help save you thousands in listing commissions with their one-time $8.99 listing fee. That's saxonrealtygroup.com. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, TJ, before we get back to the phone lines. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, the, the Big Brother text, uh, it's like talking about golf for two hours. We already got to that last segment. Um, Bulls Dover is an idiot, is what the next text says on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. By the way, 405-651-3439, uh, if you want to chime in on the text line. Uh, Tracy and Burleson says, Jeff and I love that y'all are discussing Big Brother. Perfect TV during the quote-unquote dead period. Thank you. That's why you guys are great texters and listeners. All the way down in Burleson. <laughs> um, next up, last one here on the text line for right now, TJ. Do you all think Kanik and Stutzman uh, would be starting linebackers by the Texas game? Um. Also, there's a question about a uh, possibility of a commit for OU in football today. Uh, we are the wrong guys to ask on that. So, <laughs> uh, it, it, the Parker Thune has all the information. I'm going to say yes. Yes, we get a yes. Yes on the Smothers Kid. Uh, get the Smothers Kid. I'm going to say yes on both. I mean. Um, Kanick and Sutzman? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, it's I a mean, long shot, but. I, uh, oh, except I. Oh, do you think they will be? Not can they be? Will um, they be? They can be. Um, I mean, technically, it doesn't say 
Yeah. Either one, it says well, you don't yeah. think they, I they think they could be. be. No. Do you think they will be? Though? No. No, I don't think they will be. But they will be impact uh, guys. I think, I think Danny Stutzman, Stutzman. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he would be a starting linebacker at that point in the season. Um, he's somebody that contributed last year as a freshman. Right. So, um, can it, it's just hard to for true freshmen to get on the field in that capacity, regardless of how good your training camp is and everything. Um, there's just such a learning curve uh, for mm. linebackers defensively. And, I mean, that's a position that Brent Venables is going to take very seriously. So It could still impact the game even if they're not starting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, which we at, saw with uh, Stutzman some last yeah, year. So. Uh, Stutzman last year, Ethan Downs uh, coming off the edge. I mean, mm. there's going to be guys that are – either freshmen, uh, either redshirt freshmen, two freshmen that didn't get any playing time or hardly any playing time last year that are going to, well, I guess they didn't get any playing time if they're freshmen or redshirt freshmen last year. But uh, they're going to contribute a little bit this year that um, will be huge for them moving forward. But you won't look at them as linchpins in the defense for the 2022 season. Look at us, Drake. That guy accused us yesterday of not talking football. Yeah, look here at, we go. Look, look at, at that. Us. Look at us. Look at Who'd that. Who'd have thought? How do you like that? Now back to Big Brother. That's now, it. did you like the – no, I'm joking. <laughs> Let's go to Sean on line one. What's going on, Sean? Well, good morning, TJ and Drake. How are you today? This is, I'm good. This is my favorite week of the year. I'm really highly anticipating uh, – you left out what we're actually going to talk about next Monday – what Toby ate. Oh, he definitely has posted the, yeah. some pictures of some barbecue yeah. and different things that he's had, yeah. So that's always exciting. Uh, but anyway. Um, he doesn't have to go on vacation for us to talk about that. Though, no, Sean. no, but you thought he would talk about the Grand Tetons and the mm-hmm. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. I'm predicting that the, the first story will be about <laughs> it, a really good – yeah. The first story will be about a really good meat stick that he yeah. ate on it, the way up. Uh, and whether or not he had some old trapper on the way up there. Right, it, there is, right. There is a 100% chance that next Monday, Toby says, uh, tongue, slap your brains out good at some point. Please don't ever call in and use meat stick again on don't, my, stop, my show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Stop. sorry. Slim Jim. A slim Jim. Yikes. Uh, first of all, how bad have things gone if you're replacing two of your linebackers before Texas. Uh, well, that, that may be true, too. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Like I said, though, um, you don't have to start to be a massive contributor and, and be an impact player, So, which I think those yes, guys have the ability to be at some point. Correct. It's 2022, not 1922. Right, we don't right. have uh, two-way football anymore. Um, and... Anything going on at the Big Brother house, I will guarantee you, is a lot more interesting than anything going on at any media day for any conference. This is simply a, a, a excuse for the media to go get a free meal. Uh, free meal, all, it looks like a lot of them may have got tickets to the Texas Rangers game last right. night. Yeah. Well, there's nothing going on that couldn't have been covered in a really nicely worded email. Um, or a Zoom. So let's get to a what, Zoom. That's, I think the year that they had the Zoom Zoom-y. went better than – actually having them live there's a lot of people angry right now with me saying that uh yeah, of, but they're all media members right. but it, it was I, I it was the same right. thing it was handled the same way there's, i think you're right there's a guy that uh, is in this time slot on another station that is very triggered by that <laughs> i'm sure well, he is go ahead and be triggered uh you're not funny to that other guy huh. um but you think you are um 
Hey, real quick, uh, on to something actually important. So two two things I took from last night's episode. One, <laughs> I, and I'll give Drake credit, I think Palermo or Palomer or Palomino or whatever <laughs> Palomino. her name is. Palomino. I think she has taken the George Costanza mindset of it's not a lie if you believe it, because I think she really believes I, what she's saying. I, I think she does, too. I think that uh, there's a chance herself. that... I think she's one of those people that can throw out lies, but if it benefits mm-hmm. her, then it's not a lie. It's yeah, well, just some I mean, it, it is telling truth, based truth. on the way right. that she was in the diary room that she was like, oh, I'm so mad about this lie, which it, it could be that, like, oh, I have to maintain this lie well, now how that about, I've started it. So, How about that she was so relieved that the pressure was off her? I'm like, what are... But anyway, and then... And, but my favorite moment of the night, my favorite, was... Brittany, the belly dancer, who I am convinced is crazy. Oh, there's no doubt she's nuts. There, there have been too many blankless stares already by. Oh, it's it's like it's like transporting me back to brothers in 1990. It is way (laughs) too fitting that she is a hypnotherapist. So, but she's sitting, she's sitting there. Selling the all girls alliance about how they've you know how girls get picked off one two three and they've. The guys are getting too close, and I'm and getting Drake brought up a good point. It's day five. How close can you be, even if it's day ten? But anyway, but she's sitting there selling the all girl alliance, and what's the first decision they make? We got to get rid of a girl. Yes. So brilliant uh, happens every time, every year. But anyway, and where do you guys stand? Last thing, real quick. Where do you guys stand on? First of all, I told Drake too. I hate the. This is what the house wants. That's my least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But where do you guys stand on once they've made a decision? The CBS comes in and pulls the twistiest twists of twists. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't I like mean, it. I don't like the out-of-the-box yeah. ones that you don't know what they're about. or You know, if it's right. something that they've built within the game that you've, you've seen for a long time. But I don't like when, why have the head of household if you're going to take Correct. complete power away from that head of household? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I I think that's a little silly. That's why I think that's what the twist is going to be this week, that Pooch has the ability to replace one of those nominees if he wants with one of the two remaining girls, whichever one doesn't win the vote. So, Otherwise, I don't know what how one of them would be able to go home. I mean, that's the only way that I can think that, unless David, as head of household, is allowed to replace with one of those girls, possibly. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. yeah, I just, but the whole twisting to make it completely... I don't like that. I'm with you on that. But anyway. Expect the unexpected, Sean. It's the twistiest twist of twists. By the way, long live the pooch. See you guys. (laughs) See ya. Pooch. Poocharelli. Talk about a guy that's been completely under the radar since the first episode. The first episode, he was all over the place, sweating through his uh, nice button-up shirt. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even see him sitting in the corner. Like, he's nowhere to be found in anything. No. No conversations. No. Uh, it's weird. It's like, where's Pooch hiding? Right. <laughs> where's, where's the Pooch? Where's the Pooch? Um, it's kind of like, um, w- with him, too, it's like, where were you coaching? Uh, Sean made a very good point the other day that you're a collegiate football coach and your school has allowed you to leave at the most important time and preparation point of the year. That, like who, who were, I know he's just a graduate assistant, but yeah, I mean that's the thing is if he's I a GA, he's, I mean, like, I guess that's the thing. But still, 
you're trying to build a career. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but it's pretty clear. If you are somebody that goes on Big Brother, you have different career aspirations. I'm gonna get on that show one of these years. I'm gonna yeah. be the old guy on Big Brother. I'm gonna wait till the season that I'm turning fifty, so I can win it at fifty years old. Has there ever been? How old was Evil Dick? He was in his forties. I want to be the oldest Big Brother winner ever. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna veto you going on the show Big Brother because I am not covering. Uh, you don't have to worry about it, Drake. For ninety days, you don't have so. to worry about it because when I do go on the show, I am winning it. Uh huh. And then I don't, you know. You're just going to have to take over my spot on the T-Row on the morning show. Yeah. I don't need to work yeah. again when I no, 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 no. cash in I, that that's check. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is uh, I am vetoing you going on <laughs> Big Brother. See, you have all the faith in me, too, that I'm going to win the show. No, 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 no. This is uh, even if it's 45 days in the Big Brother house. No, thank you. It's a no from me. It's perfect for television when it falls. We just mentioned that earlier because it's in the summer. Probably the main reason why I wouldn't go on the show because it's during the worst time of the year that I'd want to be locked away in a house uh, right. during the summer. Right. Um, I'd be like, just vote me out. I want to go out on the lake. <laughs> I want to go, uh, I I go see my, my boat. boat. I miss my boat. I miss, I miss my, my family. Boat. I wonder uh, how my AC is. The AC unit still running too much. Oh, the guy yesterday finally called me back. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, how's it going? He goes, well, just prepping for a colonoscopy tomorrow. Yikes. I was like, well. It's a little bit too much information, but can you come look at my AC, my AC on Friday? Oh, yeah, we'll get by there and look at it. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks for the extra info, though. That's a Good lot. luck, by the way, with your test today. Golly. <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, other side, we'll play some Mike Gundy for you from yesterday at Big 12 Media Days. Hear what he had to say. He was firing off shots left and right at Kel, at OU, Texas. How great his branding is. We'll hear from Mike after this. T-Row in the Morning Show on The Ref. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Hello, Coach Gundy. I'm Hayden Farrar. I'm with OUinsider.com of 247 Sports. Obviously, you guys had a fantastic defense last season, which finished fifth overall in total defense. How has the transition gone from Jim Knowles to Derek Mason now? And um, how are the players responding to him? And with all the super seniors gone, uh, who do you expect to step up for you for y'all's defense this season? Well, Derek has been fantastic. Uh, it's been a smooth transition. He's a first-class person. Um, he understands loyalty and hard work. Uh, he has a great relationship with the players. Um, I, I became interested in him um, when I found out, uh, well, obviously I knew about his, his uh, history in being a head coach and being a coordinator, being in successful programs. And so uh, the players have rallied around him and the transition's been very smooth. Couldn't be more happier. Mike, will go uh, second row right in front here. It's Envoy Richardson from Orange Bloods. Hey, Coach, you know, 16 straight winning seasons for you, 11-5, obviously, in the bowl games. I think you've had maybe seven double-digit wins. I'm just curious about the secret sauce, how you've been able to maintain that long-term success, what you've been able to do. We, we don't really get out of our box much uh, at Oklahoma State. We have a culture and a philosophy and a system we believe in. Um, um, 
we believe in being tough. We believe in being mentally and physically tough across the board. We, we try to put our players in situations that um, game days uh, are not anything like what they've been through in practice. Uh, I've been very fortunate to, to be around some, uh, some great administrative um, support during my career. I've had just a number of young men, obviously, that have contributed a lot and given a lot to Oklahoma State University. Uh, and we have great people. Stillwater is a great place to be. It's a comfortable place to be. Um, I'm, I'm in a situation now, and we have a new administration that's been aboard for a year. We have a new president. Dr. Shrum is fantastic. Um, Chad Weiber is the athletic director. Makes it even more comfortable than ever. Um, I'm extremely excited about our new commissioner uh, and what he brings to the table. So I think when you put all that together and you kind of understand who you are and what direction you need to go, it allows you to stay in one place a long time. Coach, we'll go right side, about four rows back. Hey, Mike, Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoma. You're back where you guys played in the Big 12 title game. It ended right over there. I'm wondering what the residual of the end of last year was for the team, the loss here, but the win in the bowl game. And then with the defense, what's the carryover of just the way they played last year, but now the questions of new coordinators, some different players that'll be out there, especially in the secondary? So like any game, uh, when, when we when the game clock expires and the other team has more points than us, it's always difficult. Um, the stage gets bigger. You play in um, New Year's Day bowls, playing championship games. Um, anytime you're in that situation, you have one team that um, has the thrill of victory and the other team um, has disappointment. Uh, and, and it never goes away. Uh, you know, still to this day, at times when I wake up in the middle of the night, um, games such as a championship game will come across my mind more so than even games where we had a lot of success for whatever reason. But our team is resilient, as you could see. Um, they went in and, and beat a very good Notre Dame football team uh, on the big stage, did it without um, our defensive coordinator, our, our defensive coaches rallied together, um, put the pieces together at halftime, and uh, played very well in the second half, and then obviously offensively um, we we turned out a bunch of points uh, we made plays at the end of the game so um, our team's in great shape now uh, they're they're excited about the start as i said earlier and um, we've got seniors we have mature players that understand the commitment and what it takes to be successful and they're instilling those values in our younger players coach we'll go uh, left side right there brian hey mike brian davis austin american statesman now that you've had a full year to you have to raise the mic up a little bit, you got me. There you go. Now that you've had a full year to think about it, uh, what do folks at, in Stillwater think about Oklahoma's move to the SEC? How has that affected your recruiting with, with an SEC school uh, trying to recruit the same players you want to go after? Um, and what do you envision of the future of, the, of Bedlam going forward? Well, the, the future in Bedlam is uh, is a year or two left. I mean, that's the future of Bedlam um, <clears throat> based on somebody else's decision. Recruiting for us hasn't really changed a lot. You know, it's interesting with, with young people now. Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm not sure. You, you, you might be able to take a poll of the top 250, 300 recruits in the country and ask them if they know for example, you could throw out um, what conference is Purdue in or what conference is um, Wake Forest in. And I would say there's about a 50% chance they might not even know what the conference is. 
um, young people live in certain worlds today and um, essentially they want to know what you as a university and athletic department as a football team and a coach can do for them that's that's what they're interested in so other than that our recruiting hasn't really changed since those, since the uh, conference realignment yeah, let's right there. That's that's the that's really the question that I wanted to get to. That answer about bedlam and recruits is what I kind of wanted to get to. But I'm sorry, yeah. throw Purdue and Wake Forest out there if you want to. They're real irrelevant in the landscape of most uh, big time recruits. So maybe they don't know what conferences they play in. Guess what conference they do know? What they do know? They know Alabama's in the SEC. They know LSU's in the SEC. They know Oklahoma and Texas right now are in the Big Twelve and going to the SEC. They know Michigan and Ohio State are in the Big Ten. Penn State. Those kids know that. Yeah. Sorry, if you're a fringe program like that, uh, Purdue's had success. It's been a nice program at times, but. It's a completely different player, completely different conversation. So if you're asking kids about that, yes, those kids aren't focused on Purdue and Wake Forest. The kids that you're wanting you're after know what conference you play in. I'm sorry, they just do. Well, uh, a couple things, too, off of what he said. Uh, first off, he used the term championship games, plural, um, right. which uh, I'm counting up the grand total that OSU has played in championship games it's one and they lost that one um so first off it's not championship games it's the one championship <laughs> game that we've gone to and we've lost so uh that's the one correction there uh second off i've said this from the get-go and gundy's trying to act like OU's a nobody which we all know is could not be further from the truth in college football right is that he says well because uh because the decisions that other people made uh, it's it's just not only a year or two left. So, well, okay. The thing is, said this for a while. OSU needs Bedlam more than OU does. It's a fact. Yeah. OSU needs to have OU on the schedule so that one in eight times they can go, or nine times. They can go and beat OU and say, well, we got a big win this year. We're really excited about it whenever they go recruit. Well, too, we talked about it earlier in the week. We talked about it last Friday when we were on. This sport's built on tradition and rivalries. It, it just is. It's a huge, massive part of it. And he knows once they leave and Bedlam is dead, who do they have at that point? They don't have anybody. Who's I mean, that game? Like, you use OU Texas to recruit kids. Kansas State is going to be Kansas State and Baylor are going to be the two biggest games on but those the are, conference schedule but for those them. are because those are two the, what the, will be the better programs in yeah, the conference. No, no, no that's but what But they're I'm not rivals. They're no. not they're not you don't look at that game and say, "Hey, you can come play in the OSU Wait, Baylor game." I, it's But you yes. say if you're a Bedlam and you're on this you're on the cusp of certain kids. OU's always going to get most kids over Oklahoma State. But if you're on that cusp with the kid, you are using Bedlam as a selling point. You get to come play in Bedlam. You get to have that. OU uses it. You get to come to the Cotton Bowl and play in OU Texas. Ohio State and Michigan use it. All rivalries in college football use it to play in this game. OSU does not have that once they're gone. Well, they just don't. First off, 
OSU is in no way OU's rival in any no, shape. No, but it's their rival. It's yes. their selling. They, it's, it's their selling for them point. It is. Yes, you. What they've lost around eighty-eight percent of the time against OU in football. So, like, you are in no way rivals. And as I said before, OSU needs this. They have to have OU on the schedule because they. The kids that OU does not get in state or chooses not to take, OSU goes and grabs them a big portion of the time and says, see, Oklahoma doesn't think that you're good enough to play there. So you come here and we'll be able to show them right, which show them wrong, which Gundy has done what? Three times? Three times, yeah. And 15 years as being head coach at OSU? No, you're right. I mean, yeah, eighteen right. years. Eighteen. And years. I think I heard Tyler mention that yesterday too. Like, it's exactly right. They need OU more than OU needs them. It's also a situation of one. You don't have a rival uh, that you can sell as your rival once they're gone. But two, the point you were making is it's a marquee win for them if they win it. It's a marquee win for Baylor if they beat Oklahoma. It's a marquee win for Kansas, as we discussed earlier, if you beat Texas. What's the marquee win now? It has to be a a non-conference game. That's what I'm saying. Baylor may have a nice year. You may be thinking. But how are they going to be perceived nationally? Because you don't have those two schools... To have that marquee, wow, they knocked off Oklahoma. We'll get more into it. We'll take a timeout. TJ and Drake on the ref. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Final segment of hour two of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Drake Dyke and TJ Perry here with you. This hour is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Save thousands in listing commission with Terry and Jackie Saxon's one-time listing fee of eight ninety-nine. That's right, eight ninety-nine. That's all you pay in listing fees. Eight ninety-nine. That's the, insane. With the sale of your home, give them a call at four zero five three six one thirty three eighty or visit SaxonRealtyGroup.com uh, to find out how it is the thing helps save you thousands in the sale of your home. Uh, open Championship Leaderboard. Uh, just a quick update there. Uh, it is a good day to be a Cameron. Uh, Cameron Young, Cameron Smith. Uh, Cameron Ooh, Young. Cameron. Uh, shoots an opening day 64 at St. Andrews today. He is atop the leaderboard. He is done for day one as well. Cameron Smith, he's also done. He shoots an opening round 67. He's at five under. Also at five under. A couple of uh, recognizable names. Ernie Els. And Roy McElroy, Roy McElroy, sitting right there. And then uh, tied for fifth place, you've got uh, amateur Barclay Brown, uh, who is in the clubhouse along with Kurt Kitayama, Lee Westwood, uh, also tied for fifth place as well. Tiger Woods is set to tee off at 8.59. Barclay Brown sounds like a fake name, like a Saturday Night Live skit. That Barclay Brown's a tough guy. That or it sounds like it'd be like a... uh, Area of town. Okay, we've got to go down to Barclay Brown. uh, (laughs) Right. There's a uh, great new restaurant down at Barclay Brown uh, area. Um, That's right. That's right. 
Um, Toby, how would you handle this? Oh, yeah. On the Air Comfort Solutions, Solutions text, text line. line yeah. He would... Uh, it's a uh, picture of a waffle shaped like the state of Texas. He would uh, pick it up off the plate, sling it across the room, and then feel so much guilt because it was a delicious waffle. But he would not eat it. <laughs> I choose not to eat. <laughs> what... Let me say this about Mike Gundy, too. We were hammering him a little bit, and we'll, we'll continue to hammer him. He's a great coach. He's done tremendous things for Oklahoma State. Tremendous job last year getting the Big 12 championship game. Obviously, the key play at the end where they're just stopped from getting into the end zone has a huge bowl win over Notre Dame. But he went on later, too, and answered some question about their branding and stuff, and he kept going on about what Oklahoma State meant to, like, uh, uh, the, the television rights and all of that because of the draw that Oklahoma State is. And I'm like, I can give you credit on doing tremendous things with Oklahoma State. The winning that he's had, the consistency. Uh, I don't remember who that was that asked him. I think someone from the Austin American Statesman asked him about how do you consistently win year after year. And he's done a tremendous job at that. But let's not act like Oklahoma State has become this major draw to the television markets. As if ESPN's like, man, We've got to get Oklahoma State on this week because I think those uh, that game against Texas Tech will really pull in some big numbers for us. They're better than a lot of programs, I think. More attractive than a lot of programs, probably to television networks. But your television ratings and the games that your big draws on are probably when you're playing Texas, when you're playing Oklahoma, when you're playing Baylor in a Big 12 championship game. When you're playing Notre Dame in a in a bowl game, that's where the numbers come from. And guess what the draw is? It's that other side. Once those two leave, again, we'll go back to it. Let's not act like Oklahoma State's a big dog in the country nationally about pulling in huge television ratings and one you're wanting to put on primetime. It's just not true. Great job. Have done a tremendous job. It's been consistent winning. But let's not act like people are flooding to the televisions to watch them. Take a timeout. Hour number three next.